Your greatest moment in life, defining moment in life, is before you. You are, you are not finished. You're not finished. You just begun. It's not over until God says it's over. So don't be lukewarm, double-minded, and looking back. Get all excited because everything is, everything is on time. Everything is on time. You hear me? Everything is on time. He will make all things work for the good of them that love God. He will turn your ashes of a failure, of a disappointment, of a disillusionment, and turn it into something beautiful. Something beautiful. I said, He's going to give you beauty for ashes. So we, we are just so blessed. There is nothing to, to, to be anxious about. You just walk in the Spirit and you do it all right. For me, I need your prayers because God answers prayer. Miracles happen when people pray. I pray for each one of you that are listening. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because we are living in such a tremendous time in human history. No generation has come to a situation, to a, to a paradigm that we are facing right now. We are in a time like no other time in history. The worst of times and the best of times. Because crises don't make you or break you. We're living in crisis times, perilous times. These are the end of time. And we who know the Lord know that the King is coming with the kingdom. We know why things are happening. We know where we're going. People that don't know the Lord, they don't know what time it is. They don't know why these things are happening. We have the Word of God that tells us the events that are going to happen, where they're going to happen, how they're going to happen, what we are to do, when they're going to happen. Because the when is more important than anything else. Because when you know the time, then you can be able to interpret every event within the context of the time that God has given us. That's why God gives us the events that are going to take place and also the time. More important is the time. Now, my message would be irrelevant if I do not tell you the time. My message is critical for every person because this is about what's happening now and in our media future. Where we are in God's timetable. Did God reveal the time? Can we know the, the next events? What's in our, in our future? We can tell those things. Because the Word of God tells us those things in order to prepare us for the blessed return of our Lord and Savior. This is the blessed hope. This is what keeps us excited. This is why... We are not afraid of the enemy because we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
We have overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, because we love not our lives unto death. For greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, because we love not our lives unto death. We are the most blessed people, the happiest people on the face of the earth, living in the worst of times, triumphant and victorious with a shout of victory because we know where we are going. We know when we'll be home. We don't know the day and the hour, but we know the season of the return of our king and that we are in that season. And in that season, we're told things that will take place to confirm that the time has come. We call them the signs of the times. And we are seeing the acceleration in the fulfillment of the signs of the times. The signs of the times are being fulfilled. Everything that's happening around us is fulfilling the signs of the times that we were given to look for when we come to the end of the dispensation of grace, the end of history, the end of time as we've known it, the return of our Lord and Savior to end history. This is the agenda. It's God's agenda. The things that are happening are all confirming the nearness of Jesus coming. This is why it is extremely important for you to allow me to walk you through the scriptures that you may know these things, but it is written. We can interpret every event that's taking place based upon the signs of the times that God has given us. Those signs of the times are cyclical. They happen all the time. They are, his, they, they, they are natural phenomenon. Because they are natural phenomenon, how can we know that this is that? Because my topic is June 22, astronomical signs of the end. How do I know that the astronomical signs that are going to take place in June 2022 are indeed the signs of the coming of the King of Kings? That is an important question because we are going to have a rare planetary alignment, a meteorite shower, a supermoon, strawberry moon, these cosmic things are going to happen. Now, you say to me, they happen all the time. They are cyclical. This, 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 there's nothing to say, this is that. How do you know this is that? Because the Bible says there will be signs in the heavens to signal the imminent return of our Lord and Savior. In the book of Luke 21, verse 25 to 26, and there shall be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. And on earth, distress of nations. Right now, NATO, the whole world is going through a tremendous time of distress, economic distress, financial distress, military distress. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. We are living on the brink of the Third World War, nuclear war, distress of nations. Every nation is 
depressed, distressed because of what's going on. The uncertainty that this Ukraine-Russian conflict has created. Everybody lives in the fear of a sudden destruction. When the nations go nuclear and destroy nations and cities and peoples, the Bible says that this will happen before Jesus comes back. It will happen in this time. That's why when we hear of, of the rumors of wars and wars, and we look at scripture because it says the distress of nations with perplexity, we are experiencing tremendous perplexity in uncertainty, uh, fear of what could happen. What if, what if, this, what if? The seas and the, and the waves rolling. Men's hearts failing them from the fear of the expectations of those things which are coming on the earth. Everybody knows that what's coming on the earth has never happened before. We're about to see the superpowers having a major, major nuclear conflict that'll take us, that'll take out whole, whole cities and whole nations will be consumed. It's a, it's a fearsome thing. It's a distressing thing. It's causing anxiety and fear. And that fear is real. Well, the, 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 the other people said, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to know about that. Well, God wants you to know about that because it is happening in your lifetime and you will be engaged and involved in it. So the scripture wants us to know what do we do when that happens? What is the plan? Is there a plan? How can I know that plan? Who will tell me that plan? God has raised me to tell you that plan based upon it is written so that you may know from it is written the things that are before you. And they are described here, nation against nation, distress of nations, uh, the, 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 the conflicts that are taking place, the uncertainties that are taking place. They are all indicative that we are living in the end of time. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Everything that's, shake, that's shakeable is being shaken. God's shaking everything. Cosmic cosmic signs in the heavens. I've just given you the, what's coming in June, the planetary alignment, what's coming in June, the meteorite showers, the falling of angels, uh, the falling of stars. And people say when they see the, the falling stars, they say it's the falling angels. Well, there is a, an element of truth to that. But we are not going to follow what people say. We're going to follow what God says. What is the word of God says? To define these things, we got to know from it is written. Are these things that are happening in this month of June a biblical fulfillment or biblical prophecy? If it is, how do we know that? How can we be sure? That's what I'm going to walk you through to be sure so that you know. So you can say, I know what God is doing. Because when you know what God is doing, and he is your father, rather than be anxious and confused, you have joy and peace and excitement because you know God is in control. Because he said it 
thousands of years, 2,500 years ago, when Daniel was asking God, and God told him. That's why we are not like everybody, trying to follow the, the, the social media conspiracies. We're not following the, 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 the mainstream media with all fake news. We have a, a word from God concerning everything, a more sure word of prophecy, one that will never fail, infallible, inerrant. We're talking about we know exactly the way things are going to go. For instance, we know from Revelation chapter 6 that in the 70th week of Daniel, that there will be a war that will kill 2 billion people. It's in the scriptures. It's scheduled for this Shemitah, this seven years before the end of the times of the Gentiles. It is in scripture. That's why we're not waiting for people to tell us how things are going to shape up in this Shemitah, in this seven years of the end of the 70th week of Daniel. The times of the end are upon us. The end of all things is here and now. Because we have been given biblical timeline. And we've been given the details of events that are going to take place. We need to find out from the word of God. Those things that we need to know. Because those things are instructions for our survival. Instructions for our prosperity. Instructions of how we're going to negotiate our future in these perilous times. And we know the end of these perilous times. We are not waiting in uncertainty. Hoping, wishing that something is going to shape up and something good is going to happen. Maybe something, someday. No, we know the day. We know what's going to happen. Because scripture tells us exactly, precisely what's going to happen. He does not tell us the day and the hour. But he tells us everything that's going to happen within a window. He gives us a time window. He gives us a time map. He gives us the, the season of his happening. We're given the profiles of everything that's going to happen. And we're given the season in which it will happen. In other words, the time window when it's going to happen. That's why the Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 to 4. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Not for those who know the Lord. Why? Because we know what to look for. Because he immediately tells us what's going to happen. For when they say peace and safety, parastroika, end of the Cold War, a new time of no more wars, glasnost, parastroika, peace between the East and the West, between Russia and America. Finally, the, 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 this threat of nuclear holocaust is over. Now Russia has become a democracy. The Soviet Union has collapsed. Now the best of times have come, and uh, we are now just one happy family. And then the Bible says sudden destruction will come. He tells us it will be a time of perestroika. It will be a time of 
global cooperation and corroboration when nations say we're going to work together and we're going to not fight each other. When the nations of the world are thinking that there will be no more war because the evil empire is over, we are now living in the most peaceful time in all of human history. We will know the Lord. We know that that's not the way it's going to be because when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them. This is a clear instruction from the Lord that sudden destruction will come upon them when there's a peace and safety. Then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape because they've been living in deception, in delusion, in lies. This is why you cannot depend upon the worldly uh, Think tanks, prognosticators, Chaldeans trying to interpret the writing on the wall. They cannot interpret the writing on the wall. Nobody out there knows what's going to happen except it is written. God said it, that settles it. All we got to do is go back to it is written to know what time it is, to know what to expect and how to be ahead of the enemy because we have biblical prophecy, we have spiritual guidance, and we have what I call prophetic intelligence, which is inside information given to the children of God to be ahead of the enemy. That is why we know why these things are happening. Now, I want you to underline these words, get your Bible, listen to them carefully, because it says right here, but you brethren, anyone out there born again, loves the Lord, my brethren in Christ, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the elect of God among the nations, to whom God has called, given eternal life. If you're one of them listening to me, hear me. This is what your loving father says. This is what he says, not what the preacher says, what God says. It says right here, but you brethren are not in darkness. We're not ignorant. We're not in darkness. Why? Because we know what these things mean, what's going on around us in our world today. We know what it means. So that this day should overtake you as a thief in the night. So the end of time is not going to take, overtake us as a thief in the night. It's not going to be a sudden surprise. We will know Listen to what Paul says. So that this day should not overtake you as a thief in the night. So the people of God should know when this thing's going to take place. Be able to, to decode the secrets of our time in Scripture. Because the Scripture defines our immediate future. It defines all events in history. So we are not ignorant and we are not going to be caught by surprise. We won't be in darkness because we know what time it is when these things will take place. That means when we know the biblical timeline, we can interpret the astronomical signs. We can interpret these cyclical signs, these things that happen. They're not new. They have happened through the centuries. But when they happen within the prophetic season, the appointed time, the set time, that's when we can say, this is that. 
Why? Because it's happening within the time, the set time that the scripture tells us. How do we know that these astronomical signs are signs of events that are about to take place? Because we know the time. We know the window. That when you see these things within this window, then you know that the end is here. And you won't be in darkness. That is why, first things we need to know is, are these things, the planetary alignment this month, the meteorite showers, the super moon, the, the, the strawberry moon, are these things indicative of the imminent return of our Lord and Savior? Are they signs that something's going to take place on the earth that we as children of God need to know because we know the timeline, we know the deadline, we know the season, we know the window when these things will happen. Then the question is, what is the window? Can you tell us? Because only time defines the events. Listen to me carefully here. Only time, the biblical timeline, event, defines the events. Because these events happen all the time. And the only way we can interpret them is when we see them happening within the time, the window that God has given us. We said, when you see this in this window, then you know the end is here. This is what it means. So now I'm going to give you the time because the time defines why this June planetary alignment, the supermoon, the meteorite showers, the stars falling from heaven, all these things that are happening in this month and has happened especially right now. So this is critical that you know the window, because it is the window of time, prophetic time, that defines those events. Now, I need to let you know that we are seeing these things during the set time, the predicted time, that we've been told that these things will happen within this window. Now, how do we know that window? Because that window is the one thing that you need to know to be able to say, this is that. This is that, because it's happening when God says it will happen. Now, the timeline. Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, says it's going to be 70 shemitas, 70 shibuas, 70 sabbatical cycles, which means 70 times 7, 490 years. How do you calculate the 490 years? You calculate the 490 years from the time of the decree to restore Jerusalem the second time. Because the second decree marks the beginning of the period that leads to the second coming of the Lord. The first decree, Daniel 9, 25 and 26. It says 483 years, 69 weeks of years. The Messiah will be cut off from the time Cyrus made the decree to restore Jerusalem. That was made, the decree was made by Cyrus, but Daniel chapter 9, 25 says, from the time of the command, which was Artaxerxes, he commanded the, them to finish building the temple. And, the, and Daniel was told from the time of that command, it will be 69 weeks of years, which is 69 times 7, 69 weeks of years, which is 483 years, the Messiah will be cut off. Did that happen? 
Yes, in 453 BC, the command was made by Artaxerxes. And in 483 years, the Messiah was cut off, he was crucified. And it says in, in verse 26, and the people of the prince will come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. Did that happen? Titus, AD 70, destroyed the city and the sanctuary. No stone was left upon another. Jesus said it. It was literally fulfilled in the exact, precise time that the Bible says. That was the, the first restoration of Jerusalem leading to the first coming of the Messiah. Then, Daniel 9, 24, he gives now the second command to restore Jerusalem in anticipation of the second coming of the Messiah. Daniel 9, it, it tells us clearly to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up prophecy. After 490 years from the time they decreed to restore Jerusalem the second time. Why? Because Jerusalem was destroyed by Titus. It was plowed by Emperor Hadrian in 135 AD. And there was nothing left, no stone was left upon another to fulfill the words of Jesus. Then in 1536, Suleiman the Magnificent made a decree. It's written, it's on Temple Mount, it's written. The second decree that leads to the end of time. And we are given the period from that decree. It says it will be 70 times 7, 4, 490 years. So from 1536, July of 1536, we have 490 years. Now we came to 2020 with the Abrahamic Accord to begin the last seven years, the 70th week of Daniel, to finish the transgression, to restore the Jewish people, to bring an end to the dispensation of grace. What is supposed to happen during the last seven years? We're supposed to have signs in the heavens. To indicate this is that. That's why the planetary alignment in June. The metalite showers in June. The supermoon in June are indicative of a prophetic fulfillment and the prophetic season that we as a people who know the timeline can be able to interpret and say this is not just cyclical. This is not just natural phenomenon. This is a prophetic phenomenon to tell us what to do and to tell us what's going to happen because now it's happening within the set time. The Kairos, the appointed time that we're living in. How do we interpret these events? Through biblical timeline given to Daniel by Gabriel, sent by God. That is why we can interpret everything that's happening according to the scriptures because we know what's going to happen in this last Shemitah, in this last seven years, and in this last decade. All the events of this decade have been detailed out. There is nothing that's going to happen in this decade, decade that has not been detailed out. We're now in the, in the seventh week of Daniel and the signs in the heavens and those signs are telling us what's going to happen. So first of all, we're given the timeline, then we're given the signs that's going to take place in the heavens. Then when those signs take place during the feast of the Lord, during the time of the feast of the Lord, the, the feast of the Lord then explains to us, gives us insights, because these are patterns that will be repeated until the end of time. Biblical patterns from the Old Testament to be fulfilled 
in our day and in our hour? How does God fulfill prophecy according to the patterns that he has established? Now, we are going to look at the patterns, what is happening, because we are now in the time of Shivrot, the time of Shivrot, this June, the month of Shivrot. What is Shivrot? Pentecost. What does that mean? Because this feast of Shivrot and the signs in the heavens, he explain everything that's going to happen. Now, he gives us the timeline, and then he gives us the, the feast, which explains the events that's going to happen. These are the mysteries that have been hidden through the ages that God is revealing to the sons of men, because we are in the days of visitation. The spirit of Elijah is here. The anointing without measure is here. The manifestation of the sons of God is here. The greatest time in the, in the world is here and now for the sons of God. This has been never, there's never been a time, this has never happened before, but now we are in the days of the convergence of the signs of the times and the current events. They're all coming together. The signs of times and the events are coming together in the kairos, the point of time. They're all happening right now. So we need to give you the interpretation and this is that, this is that, so that you will be equipped because the Apostle Paul says, you won't be in darkness. You won't be in darkness. These things will not overtake you by surprise. You will know. You know why this uh, planetary align alignment is taking place. Five planets coming together. What does that mean? Uh, the, 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 the super moon coming up. The, the meteorite showers. What is all that? That's all explained with the feast in which we're about to look at. We know the time now. We're in the window. The last Shemitah. The seventh week of Daniel. We are now in the final decade, the decade of the return of the king. Now, in this decade, we are given very specific information, critical for our survival, critical for uh, us to position ourselves not only to survive but to thrive. The best of our times are here. The greatest of, of all time has now come. God's doing a new thing. Ordinary people are about to do extraordinary things by the anointing. This is a time of the visitation from heaven. This is a time that we are given signs to look for because our visitation has come. Our secret code has now happened to release us to unlimited anointing, unlimited power, unlimited glory. Because we are the generation that will say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. We are too blessed to be stressed with what's going on. The distress of nations, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, economic collapse, worldwide famine, and all these things that are happening. We know when they're going to happen because we're given the timeline and we're given the events that will happen within the timeline at the Kairos at the set time. And we are now living in the set time. We are now in the Kairos, the appointed time. And because we are in the Kairos, 2020. Two, June of 2022, at the time of the feast of Shivrot, Pentecost, this thing's going to happen. So now we now need to look at what does Pentecost mean? What are the patterns established in Pentecost? What are the encoded message for us in the end of time 
to be able to predict what is happening because now we've seen the signs in the heavens. They're here. Now we need to look at what are they signaling. And they're happening because we are in the time of visitation and because we are at the Kairos moment and the feast that God chose and encoded our immediate future is the feast of Shivrot. So what is Shivrot? In the book of Leviticus 23, verse 4, these are the feasts of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at the appointed time. The word convocation means these are the appointments. The feasts of the Lord are the appointments. How do we interpret the events? Through the feasts of the Lord. Because these things are taking place during the time of Shivrot, this very season, this very month, Shivrot. We then need to look at Shivrot to know what they mean, what it means, what is the, this planetary arrange, uh, uh, alignment, what is this super, uh, super moon, the, the strawberry moon, what does it mean? Well, what does the, this falling of, of, of the stars mean? What is it? God says, look at Shivrot. If you understand Shivrot, and I bring these things at Shivrot, then you will be able to know what it is, because I've already given you the keys by aligning these events with my fist. So you will know how to interpret these events. So I'm going to look at these events and look at the at Shivrot, and be able to share with you the things in your immediate future signaled by these planetary al uh, alignments and signaled by these uh, cosmic uh, signs in the heavens so that you will know that the Father who loves you is trying to tell you something, he is trying to communicate with you very important information, very critical information. He has encoded it in Scripture so that you will not be deceived, you will be able to be ahead of the enemy. Now, Pentecost, Shivrot, is a very critical feast because it's the feast of the receiving of the Torah. So what is it? Receiving of the Torah. Now for the people of God, it means is a season of receiving the Torah, receiving the revelation of our identity in Christ, of who we are as a people of God. So it is a time of visitation and identification because our ID, our identity is in him and through him. We are what God says we are. And we can do what God says we can do. So Shivorot was when God comes down and says to the children of Israel, you are not former slaves. This is who you are. This is your constitution. This is your future. Because here I am, your father at Shivrot. In other words, Shivrot talks about the visitation from heaven, the revelation of God to his people, and a time of judgment. That means the signs in the heavens are signaling the remnant of God around the world. That their time has now come 
to come into a new revelation of their identity in Christ. This is a call to new places of glory, to new levels of glory. This is a time of the manifest of the sons of God on the earth, of Moses going up the mountain and being transformed. His very countenance changed because he spent time with God. And it is this feast of Shivrot that brought the, the, the Ten Commandments to the people, which is the revelation of the heart of God and the plan of God for his people. Where are we living? We're living in a time when God wants to reveal all things to us because we are the people of the kingdom and he is giving us the revelation, the understanding, so that we know who we are and we can stand in his glory because our time has now come to be revealed to the world because the whole creation is in travail waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God in these last days. No longer will the world say, where is the God of Elijah? No longer will the world say, where is your God? Because he is about to reveal himself. The mountain is smoked with the fire of God. His presence is on the earth. We are now in the days of the glory of God being with his people. The presence of God without measure. Things that we have not seen for generations is about to be released. And the signs in the heavens is telling us, the sons of God, it's time to get prayed up, get filled up. It's time to receive more anointing because it says, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Joel chapter 2, 28, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Old men like me will just go to sleep and dream dreams. This is the time when God's pouring his spirit upon all flesh. Saturation, baptism. Oh, the power of God. It's a glorious time. The signs in the heavens are telling the sons of God. The move is on. Get on board. The days of visitation has come. You don't want to miss out on this one. Because this is the biggest and the greatest and the last one. The greatest move of God ever in the history of mankind. The best of all. God had never showed himself to his people like he did at Mount Sinai. At Shivrot. And at Shivrot, this is what happened to those who were compromised. They started worshiping the devil, a carnal, compromised people at the time of visitation. Hear me. There is a carnal church, a compromised church, a double-minded church, a church that is in, in love with the world. In the midst of the greatest visitation, there is a people who are not red hot for Jesus. And that judgment has come. That's why scripture says judgment will begin in the house of God. So this time, the signs in the heavens are talking about a judgment coming to the people of God. To those who are compromised. To those who are not walking in the spirit. God's going to shake everything that's shakeable in this hour. The signs in the heavens in the, in the month of June 2022 indicate the imminent judgment in the house of God. Because judgment must begin in the house of God. What happened on Shivrot? Exodus 32 verse 28. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And about 3,000 men... Of the people fell that day. 
They were worshiping idols. And Moses separated the people. Said, those who are for God, separate yourself. The remnant, come out. And then he released judgment. And judgment was delivered, executed through the hands of men. That means in this hour, there will be judgment delivered through the hands of men. God's going to use nations and peoples to judge the nations that are compromised, that are rebellious against God. There is a visitation. God is about to expose and destroy the works of darkness. And the nations that forget their God are about to be judged. That's what the signs in the heavens are talking about. Talking about an imminent judgment. And each time God judges, you got to look at all the history of Israel. It was the foreign nations that came against them and judged them and executed God's judgment upon them. The same thing will happen to especially our great nation, the United States of America, a people called by God, set apart by God, blessed by God, a people like no other people on the face of the earth. Because to him much is given, much is required. The judgment of God will come because we have turned away from him right on Mount Sinai, right in his presence. We have debauched, we have gone up, warring after other gods, and God is going to cause judgment to come upon us. What is the sign in the heaven talking about in June of 2022? Judgment coming to the nations, especially the Western world to whom God has given the Bible, the Reformation. All the things that God has given that has been lost and thrown away. The time of reckoning has come. The time of judgment has come. And God's going to use human instrumentality to carry out that judgment. That's why Shivrot talks about human instrumentality in the execution of the, the, of the judgment of God. What does the signs in the heavens speak about in June of 2022? It's talking about... The human instrumentality being used by God against a, a compromised people, a rebellious people to whom God is blessed. Now we understand what it means, the signs in the heavens in June, meaning that it's going to get bad and it's going to get worse. The confrontation with, with Russia, NATO, America is going to get worse. It's going to go nuclear. I said this before and I said it again. Because through the hand of human instrumentality, God's going to execute his judgment. And judgment is coming to those who are compromised, living in sin, rebelling against God. So on that day, judgment came. Blessings are coming. Judgment is coming. Blessings for those who love the Lord, walk with the Lord, under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91. This is a great time. Because God's going to judge those who are compromised and vindicate those who fear him. We walk with him. So the, the time of Shivrot tells us it's a time of blessing, visitation to those who love the Lord. Because in the book of Acts, at the same time of Shivrot, where 3,000 people died, now we come to Shivrot at Jerusalem, in the upper room, with, the, with 120 followers of Jesus, in waiting for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It says this, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, Shivrot, Pentecost, 
What is Shivrot mean? It means completion. It is a feast of completion from the Passover to Shivrot, the completion where they are delivered and God visits them at Mount Sinai at Shivrot. It's the, the feast of completion. You are saved. You meet with God. You're transformed. You're given the instructions and their, and their true identity as a, as a chosen people set apart. You're told what it means to be set apart at Mount Sinai on Shivrot. So Shivrot is a time of being separated and being instructed of your true identity and where you are going, your destiny. Now, we come to the day of Pentecost, which is Shivrot. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind as it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. This is for us. What happened on the day of Pentecost on Shivrot is what God wants for us because that was a pattern of today's visitation. When you see the signs in the heavens, the time to believe for a fire baptism is come. And one set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So on the day of Shivrot, there was a visitation from heaven and, in, and the church was born. A mighty, a mighty people. Warriors. A militant church. A victorious church was born by a visitation from God. Just like God came to Mount Sinai to give Israel their their marching orders, their identity, their destiny. Once again, on Shivrot, the power of God came upon the church to give them the instructions of their new, their new people, a new generation, a peculiar generation, a holy nation was born. So here we are on Shivrot, a visitation. That's why a visitation is here and now. The signs are happening on Shivrot in the heavens to indicate the time has now come to visit the world with judgment and to visit the church with unlimited power, unlimited anointing. That's what Shivrot is all about. This wonderful feast is also known as the feast of harvest. The feast of receiving the Torah. The feast of receiving the Holy Spirit. The feast of harvest. Now we'll talk about the harvest that's here now. Exodus chapter 23 verse 16. And the and the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labors which you have sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering at the end of the year when you have gathered in the fruit of your labor from the field. It is the feast 
of the ingathering, of bringing in the harvest. The first fruit is brought in. We are now at the time of the greatest harvest of all time. Never has there been such a harvest in the annals of history. Never has there been a time when God's going to gather his, his people from the nations. Salvation, sanctification, glorification of the saints during this time. The manifestation of the sons of God during this time. So this is a time when God's going to raise up a church without spot, without wrinkle. And he's going to bring all the, the nations of the world. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in this hour. This is the greatest move of the Spirit of God in the history of mankind. There is a people right now that are listening to me that are going to rise and shine. And the glory of the Lord is going to rise upon them. The anointing without measure. The Spirit of Elijah is going to come upon them. They're going to go forth to the nations of the world and bring the everlasting gospel. This is the greatest window of the greatest harvest. Never have. Has there been a time when the church will rise up in power? The remnant of church, the whole church is going to be judged. The whole church is not going to know what's going on. But you who know scriptures, the signs in June of 2022 signals the biggest visitation, the greatest harvest of all time has now begun. It also signals something for the world. What does it mean for the world? Because there is a, there's a duality. There is a double meaning. A double, it's a double-edged sword. It cuts in, in both ways. Now, we are talking about the sons of God entering the time of their visitation, the time of unlimited power, unlimited anointing, unlimited glory, unlimited vindication, unlimited prosperity, unlimited transfer of wealth, because it is a time of their vindication on the earth and a time of judgment for the world. What does it mean? The alignment in the heavens, planetary alignments, the signs in the heavens in June of 2022. What does it mean for the world? What is this harvest? It means that there is judgment for the world. What is that judgment? It is a global food shortage, global famine, because barley, it's a barley harvest. Because this feast is supposed to be the ingathering of the harvest. That means in the world there is going to be global food shortage. A famine is coming. People go to the supermarkets and there will be no food. Because God's going to judge the bread basket in this time, in this season. There will be global food shortage, global food riots. There's going to be global unrest because of food shortages. Whether it's through the, the breakdown of the supply chain, whether it's through famine, drought, whether it's through the nuclear fallout. After 2 billion people died in the nuclear holocaust and the, the nuclear winter and not being able to grow food, there will be a global universal food shortage 
That's what the signs in the heavens in June of 2022 is talking about. That there is a famine in, before us of biblical proportion. The biggest, there never been a famine like that. Many will perish in many cities and in many nations of famine. That's why the sign in the heavens is to tell the people of God, this is what's coming. This is the, the window in which this judgment is coming. This is the judgment that's imminent, that's coming, and it's coming through this global conflict with Russia and, uh, and the West, the, the East and the West. It is the, the, this conflict that's going to impact the, 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 the energy crisis, it's going to impact our energy, and there'll be an energy crisis. It's going to impact our food. There's going to be a food crisis. It's going to impact our finances. There'll be a financial crisis. I'm talking about we haven't been this way before. We're now in the 70th week of Daniel in the time of great, great shaking. Everything that's shakable is going to be shaken. And it says the, the suffering that we're about to see, no other generation has ever seen. The things we're going to go through, no other generation has gone through. We are going through the greatest time of the greatest uh, global famine. That there will be no supply of foods in supermarkets. And the, the financial system is going to collapse. This sign in the heavens is telling the people of God, time to get prayed up, filled up, and have the plan from God and begin to move into revelational guidance. Move into the centers of God's will. The plans, the plans that God has for you is not to destroy you through this crisis. It's to, it's to vindicate you. It's to exalt you. It's to protect you and to show the world that you are a child of God. You are in Goshen. And there is prosperity and there is everything because where you are, God is with you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Nobody will be against you. That means the best of your days are before you. The, the Lord will multiply your food. The spirit of Elijah is coming. What did Elijah do? He multiplied the food. 42 months, he multiplied the food. 32 months of the suffering of the great tribulation, God will multiply food. You will have the food and the water. You'll be protected under the shadow of the Almighty. Because God says in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 10, I will keep you away in that hour of crisis. I am going to watch over you. Because you persevered. You persevered. You kept on believing. You kept on fighting. You kept on looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He says, because you have done that, I am going to preserve you. Your security is at the center of God's will. Your provision is at the center of God's will. You will not be impacted by these events. 10,000 will fall on your side. Nuclear holocaust in your city. And you stand there in the midst of the biggest blast. And you shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you are immortal until your work is done. No demon, no devil can stop you or destroy you. It's the bigness of God in you. Who said I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll always be there for you. I will be your God. You haven't seen nothing yet. The best of your years are here. And for the world, the worst of times are here. We are not going back to, to normal. This is the new normal. More pandemics, more droughts, more breakdown in terms of uh, supply chains. It's going to be getting more and more worse by the day. 
There's not going to be answers because there are no answers because there is only one answer and you know that answer. Jesus is the answer. The only answer. Our government is no answer. The, the United Nations have no answer. The World Bank has no answer. Nobody's got an answer. The answer is in the word. When you see these things, the planetary alignment, the super moon, strawberry moon, you, when you see those things, in the feast, during the month of the feast of Shivrot, when you see them happen, then know that the time of your vindication, protection has come under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91. The, the time has now come for you to separate yourself from the world and begin to walk alone with God. Because heroes march alone. Heroes march alone. You need to now begin to rise to march alone. Walk with God. Because God will not leave you, will not abandon you, will not fail you. His name is El Shaddai. They got too much. Too much money. Too much health. Too much prosperity. Too much anointing. Too much revelation. He's the God of too much. It's going to be a time of too much. Too much of God's anointing. Too much of God's blessings. The transfer of wealth in measures that have never been seen in these last days. When the whole financial system is collapsing, you haven't seen nothing how, how God's going to do it. There is a future for the people of God. There is protection for the people of God. There is provision for the people of God. Because God's going to cause the judgment as Shivrot. Shivrot is a time of blessing and a time of judgment. And the judgment is executed by men. That is why this East-West conflict is going to be an instrument of God to judge the, the, the people that are compromised. A nation that turned away from God shall perish. I am calling for this nation, the great nation of America, to return to God. I'm calling for the church to stop playing games and begin to preach the whole counsel of God and prepare the people of God. I'm saying time for sermonettes to Christianettes is over. It's time to preach the whole counsel of God and prepare a people of God to stand up and speak out and be what God has called them to be. Because we are the, we are the overcomers, the conquistador of the end of time. The overcomers of the end of time. A generation that no other, gener no other people have ever seen. We are the army of the living God. We are anointed for this hour. You come into the kingdom for such a time as this because you have found favor in the sight of the Lord. You have found great favor. You are anointed for this hour. You are appointed for this hour. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be concerned of these things. You just have to trust in the Lord with all your heart because all things are possible to those who believe. If you believe, you receive. And if you doubt, you go without. God wants you to believe. Take him at his word. Stand upon his promises and begin to move in faith and begin to proclaim the truth because the truth will set this generation free. It will set your family free. It will set your neighbors free. But you've got to speak the truth. And you've got to speak the truth in love. I am constrained by the Holy Spirit to tell you these things. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to proclaim these things. 
to prepare for the coming king, a bride without spot, without wrinkle, to inform the church of Jesus Christ to stand up now and speak out, to call the remnant of the Lord not to go along with the world, but to separate themselves unto the Lord. Revelation 18 verse 4, Come out of here, my people, be ye separate. The time has now come. The heroes are separating themselves. Heroes march alone. It's time for you to march alone with God and not be compromised by people pleasing. You cannot be a friend of the world and a friend of God. You gotta be a friend of God. And when you go with God, He doesn't want you to compromise. God doesn't want you to make Him number one in your life. That's what the evangelical church teaches you. The Pentecostals teach you. But what does the Bible say? Jesus wants to be the only one in your life. He don't want to be number one. He wants to be the only one in your life. The time has come for you to make Jesus the only one in your life. The time that you've been waiting for has come. Your vindication, your anointing, your divine appointment has now come. The signs in the heavens say your time has come. When you see right now at Shivrot, it's, these signs are happening in the season appointed by God, in the preset time of the 17th week of Daniel. That began in 1536 with Suleiman's decree to restore Jerusalem. And the Bible says it will be 490 years. And we are now in the final Shemitah, in the final seven years to complete 490 years and what he said will happen in this time is happening. And you are alive, you're seeing it, you're hearing it, and now I've given you the interpretation of what this means because you are chosen for such a time as this. You have a divine appointment for such a time as this. And I want to pray for you that you may enter into unlimited anointing, unlimited revelation, that you may be the man and the woman of God that walks in power and majesty and glory because your time has now come. You are created for greatness. God has called you to greatness. God has appointed you to greatness. And your time to say, yes, Lord, is now. And stand up and speak out. And no weapon formed against you prosper because God is with you. God is speaking through you, walking with you. And you are secure in him. The only security, the only protection is in him and through him. Uh, you say, okay, man of God, I am ready. I want to be ready. I want to be I want to be the man. I want to be the woman of God. I want to fulfill my div divine calling. I want to fulfill my calling. I don't want to sell my birthright like Esau. I want to finish strong. I want to run the rest before me. And I want to finish. I, want, I don't want to fail. I, want, I don't want to give up dis disillusioned, wounded and hurt. I want to be filled with the joy and the peace and the love and the power of God and do what God wants me to do. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to walk in the fullness. I want to see the glory of God. If you are desiring that, I want you to just co quietly confess your sins to the Lord as I pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, these are the men and the women of the hour. These are the great people of the hour. These are men and women who are not caught up in the cares of this world. These are men and women not, not, not deceived by, by social media, by, 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 by the propaganda and seminates that are not based upon the revelation from the word of God. 
Father, I'm praying right now that the people of God will return to the Bible, return to the word, that they may be led by it is written, that they may become the people of the book that believes the book, walks according to the book, fulfills the, 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 the promises that God has given. God, I thank you that these who are praying right now, they're saying, here I am, my father. If you can use me, use me. Here I am, my father. If you can use me, use me, Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Guide me. Show me what you want me to do. I'm not going to be caught up in people pleasing. I'm going to walk with God. Like Enoch walked with God, I'm going to walk with God. As Abraham walked with God, I'm going to walk with God. All the apostles and all the prophets walked with God. I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to walk with God in the 21st century. I'm going to be a man after the heart of God. I'm going to be a woman after the heart of God. Father, receive me. Anoint me. Cleanse me. Wash me clean. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You read the Bible, spend time on your knees in prayer, and keep focused on him. You are living in a prophetic season. You are in a prophetic spectrum right now. You are in the days of visitation. Blessed are you alive today. The best in the kingdom of God is here. Don't worry about the world. The worst is, is here for the world. But the best for the sons of God is here. The most beautiful time has come. You're too blessed to be stressed with what's, what's going on. You're too blessed. Don't be caught up in the warmongering and stuff that's going on. You're a child of God. Keep your eyes upon Jesus. You say to me, oh man of God. Oh, I wish I was born again. I wish I knew Jesus. I wish my name was written in the book of life. I wish I could be part of this glorious company of the overcomers, the conquistador of the end of time, the, the victors in the end of time. I don't know how to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. You can. If you're ready, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to receive Jesus and be born again. Born from above. Born of the Spirit of God. I want you to be a man and a woman who will spend eternity with God. You ready? Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my personal Savior, Lord and Savior, right now. Forgive my sins. Wash me in the blood of, that you shed on Calvary. Write my name in the book of life. Fill me this day with your Holy Spirit that I may be able to do all that you've called me to do. Father God, thank you for your son Jesus who died for me. Father God, I ask you from this day to watch over me during these days of great suffering. I want to put myself under your protection. Thank you for your love for me, for sending your son to die for me. I want to thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed these two prayers, I want to hear from you. Read the Bible. Spend time on your knees in prayer. God loves you. You're the apple of his eye, the object of his love. The best is here. 
Don't let all the cares of this world and all the circumstances that are happening in our world, uh, you know, discourage you. God is with you. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Because God loves you too much to leave you in trouble. He will watch over you. He will carry you through. You're going through, my brother. You're going through, my sister. The best is yet to come. And you've begun a journey with God. And you're going to run the good wrestlers before you. And you're going to finish strong. And God bless you. Let me hear from you. Love and appreciate you.